0: good morning'd like to start with a uh, <clears throat> very curious news item that uh, went online earlier this month uh, in the Israeli uh, from uh, media Had Haredim this is the following headline the G'day place came are debating the Shiloh of the pigeon Haben for the grandson of Joe Biden. Of course, in this Kylo we don't take a position on the current political affairs, but uh, it does relate to that. And uh, for those who have been following even just a little bit, Joe Biden has a son who uh, was a target of uh, a lot of political attacks, perhaps justified, perhaps not. We're not taking a position on that either, but uh, so he is currently married to a woman whose name is Melissa Cohen, and she uh, comes from a Jewish family in South Africa. South Africa, uh, has, as is well known, a very strong uh, litfish uh, origin. I mean, the community is not, not particularly not necessarily particularly orthodox, but... Uh, they, uh, at least the Rav there is officially orthodox, and they uh, are mostly of uh, Lithuanian Jewish extract. And uh, according to this article, the uh, the parents of Melissa Cohen have become from, or at least from her, over the years. Their daughter uh, did not. And uh, now she's uh, married to, to this guy. And the Shaila is, they had a son together, the Shaila is, does the child need a pigeon event? And uh, the question here is, oh, the number of questions, but the way the article is framed, the main question is, if there's no father in the picture, if there's no Jewish father, what's the story with the chi <laughs> of Pidyan it uh, The father's not going to do it, so is, should the grandparents do it? Oh, ah, so that's a good question. Now her name is Cohen, so is she a Baskaya? So uh, at the end of the article, very the kids know they know that a number of the issues involved here is uh, Kehenes Halala. So if you look up the Denim Shulchan Aruch, you'll find that uh, if a Jewish woman, if a Kehenes has a child from a Goy, the child is Mechoyev in a Pidyan because she became a Halala, even if they were just together once, by the very act of uh, being together, she becomes a Halala, so then she's no longer then so then the child is Mechoyev in a Pidyan whereas if it was a uh, Bas Levi, then that doesn't affect her status. So a bas, uh, the child of a, a bas from a goy, is chayv, is potter from Pinyinaben, and the child of a bas Khaib from a goy is chayv of Pinyinaben. Now, other sources online seem to suggest that she's adopted, so I don't understand you know, what the question is. Um, but uh, the, the, the the main question in this article is framed as being if there's no father in the picture. Can, they, uh, can the grandparents do it on his behalf or not? They say, it's mechleka, shach, and taz. The, the shach says in, uh, in Yeridea that uh, someone else can do it. And the taz says, it's better to wait till the child grows up. And in this situation, they feel you know the family's under so much stress. Maybe it would be a segula for the child. That's what the article says. So that's what they're trying to find out. Can they uh, go ahead and do a pidyon abet anyway? That was the story that was uh, that was published. Now this is essentially a very common nowadays is a very common situation. A mother is Jewish, father is not Jewish. Uh, the night uh, of the launch of the kailo, we heard a story about a bris in a situation where the you know the father and the mother looked uh, very different. But actually, so now, most people assume that it's pretty straightforward, open and shut case, that uh, if the mother is Jewish and the father's not, then uh, the child's Jewish. We go after the mother. However, it's actually not so simple and straightforward, and that's what I want to uh, discuss a little bit. In fact, you can actually see a connection to the uh, Parsha this upcoming week, because in this Parsha we have the story of Shem and Dina, and uh, the well-known uh, Chazal that when it says that Yosef married Osnas, Bas Petifera, that Osnas was really the daughter of Dina from Shechem, and the family maybe wasn't so comfortable having her around, whatever the case was, they they sent her off, and uh, she ended up being raised by or Reish's Petifera, and then she ended up meeting Yosef and marrying Yosef. In fact, I saw that a number of there's a common drash uh, that uh, it says in Parsha of Ayachi that Yosef showed Yaakov the Star ksubah vikidushin. The question is, what does that mean? What's the significance? So uh, some of this verse that it had to do with the, the status of Asnas, that uh, you might think Asnas is a problem. First of all, is she a mitzri b'chlau? Even if she's not a mitzri, what if she's bas shchem? So he showed Yaakov the shtar ksubah vikidushin. My marriage is, uh, is good, it's okay. The rabba has a whole different uh, look at the circles. The rabba has a whole different mahalach of being masver the shtark suv of the so, uh So this also the parsha touches on this question of the, the status of uh, Bas, or ben yisraelis v'goi. The yitzchak uh, the rabba's father talks about how uh, Menashe has the chelak of shem and osnas. <coughs> so. For the last 100 years, I found a very interesting uh, tshuva that deals with this question of uh, a Jewish girl, a Jewish woman that has a child from a goi, and specifically with an angle on am them, but also generally. The question appears in the Makim by Rav Ephraim Ashri. Rav Ashri was a Litvish Rav who survived the Holocaust, a young, young Rav at the time. He was in Slobodka, for those familiar. Slobodka was a suburb or a neighborhood of Kovna. And uh, during the Holocaust, it turned into the uh, infamous uh, Kovna ghetto. Mm-hmm. And he found himself, even though he was pretty young, he found himself all of a sudden being asked to be Mahria and all kinds of very serious shyless. And he says that he was documenting the shyless and his answers at the time on scraps of paper, and he hid the scraps of paper in the earth, and he thought someone else would find it, and ultimately he survived, and he came back, and he found the scraps, and he had them, and then ultimately he turned it into a, a set, a series, Shalas and Mima Mimamakim. It's a very uh, unique set of Shalas and Shuvos, because each question describes, paints a picture, sets the scene of a particular harrowing circumstance that uh, was had happened during the Holocaust. So, his uh, his well, his wife, his first his first wife, and his first family were murdered by the Nazis. When he came to the United States, he uh, remarried. He actually married a Hasidish woman. And uh, somehow his kids, even though he was uh, Litvish off, somehow his kids ended up with Mamish Hasidish. I was in his uh, son's shoal in uh, Midwood, very Hasidish of the whole of Bush. Um I was actually surprised to see that he passed away fairly recently with Ephraim in Tishrit Samach uh, Anyway, so in. Uh, So the title is And this is what he says. He starts off, but literary. He says, after uh, we were saved from the the whole situation, we were saved from the ghetto. So uh, we started looking around to see who survived, who's still around. And uh, we didn't imagine how much uh, the Lithuanian, Goyim, would... uh, would be uh, complicit in the the Nazis' crimes, but that's unfortunately the case. And uh, he says even the religious leaders, you know, he says the religion of love, quote-unquote, they they're very happy to snatch up the Jewish children, the the children that came their way, and uh, to take them away from their heritage. It was very difficult to find, to track down all these children. So as soon as we were freed, as soon as it was over, the first chayva, the first obligation was to track down these children. So we didn't stop searching for them. It didn't matter if we had to bribe people, just to save as many as we could. So I was doing this as well, he says. And uh, wherever I came, I was traveling around Lithuania. Wherever I came, I would ask the local uh, Goyim, did you hear about any Jewish children? If one person said one word about something somewhere, I went and I pursued it. And I uh, was very successful in many of the cases. Was at some point, I came to the town of Zasli, and I heard that in a, in a, in a village near the town, there's a Jewish girl among the Gaim. So I hurried to that uh, village, and I found the Jewish girl, and she told me she's uh, originally from Kovna, and she's actually from a very Chosheva family, Shirim, lamdonim. And I knew this family, We were talking about a very a family. So what's the story? So she told me about her adventures and how uh, she was rest, she was saved from the Germans, thanks to, uh, they used to be rich, so they had a, a guard, someone who uh, guarded their home, and uh, the guard's son hid her from the Germans and gave her everything she needed, helped her to disguise herself as non-Jewish. I said, okay, why are you still uh, hanging out in this town, in this village? Why don't you rejoin the, the Jewish community? The, the danger is over. That's when she started crying, and she said that, oh, well, this uh, young man, uh, along with saving me, he also took advantage of me. And, uh, I, you know, in that kind of situation, can't judge. But uh, anyway, she became pregnant, and she has a son, and in her mind, he's a gay gummer Because the father's a guy. that's what she said. She so tells him, my son's a gay gummer, because the father's a guy." And now uh, he traveled off to Germany, I don't even know where he is anymore, the father. And I really love my son and I don't want to leave him among the... I don't want to just abandon him among the guy where he belongs, and you know they're not even his relatives, they're not going to care about him. And the Jews are not going to accept my son, they're going to reject him. So I have no choice, I have to stay here with my son among the, among the guy. So I asked her, why, why are you so confident that uh, your son is a guy gomer? Who told you that? So said, that's what I think. I if you give my son a bris and you do a pidin ben because he's a b'chur, and you make him a yid, then uh, I'll be very happy to leave. I didn't know that was an option. So I promised her that uh, well, that's exactly what we'll do. We're going to give him a bris, we're going to give him a pidin ben, and he'll be a yid. But before I went ahead to take care of this, I had the shayla, what the heck is the din of this child? Is he just a Yisrael or who needs a mila, or does he need some gayris or, or gayris? And what's the din of up Aben? Can his mother do the pigeon on his behalf or not? Can we do it on his behalf? Do we have to wait till uh, we have to wait till he grows up? And do you make a shachiyonu if you make a pidyon Aben? And also, what do you say by the brisk? Hayim is a yale, uh, lahu. You know, there's no aviv. So he starts. He goes. The shiva initially begins with the shayla of what is this? Does a child like this need bitters? So now, as we're gonna see, I'm not gonna. Get into it right now, get into it a bit later, but it actually can get uh, very complex very fast when you're looking at the Gemardas and the Rishaynim. But we're going to try to keep it simple. Among other things, he quotes the Shulchan Aruch. Shulchan Arch, Abner Ezra Sim and dalad talks about uh, these in It says over there that uh, Yisrael, who Shabal Achas Me'elu, the different uh, things that's discussed there, Sahavlat Kemayisa. And if it's the other way around, the vlad is kosher, but pagam the kahuna. So that's uh, including a guy. So that's what Shochan Aruch Siman says. The vlad is kosher, but pagam the kahuna. And again, in Sif and again, again in Siman Zion, that's uh, that's where the discussion is in Shochan Aruch. So Al so it seems to be pretty clear that if a guy is baal basisro the vlad is kosher, and that's in Aktinum B'Chol Simple, straightforward, or so he says. Through other makaidas, jump a few pages, and uh, in Shochan Arach and Yeredeus, talks about uh, Meshomedes. If Meshomedes has a son from a guy, Ramah writes that the son is like her and he's also considered a Meshomed. But uh, you're not allowed to lend him ribis because he's a Tinik Shinishba. So if we're treating him like a Tinik Shinishba, and like we're saying, we're not allowed to lend him the, the, the son of the Meshomedes from the guy. You not know, minibus, seems pretty straightforward. We're not talking, there's no require require, you know, there's no requirement for Gaidas here. Talks about the because of Eger. The Eger talks about the, the Shiloh. Do you give a bris on Shabbos? That's a whole related discussion. You know, if it's the this man of the bris, if it's the eighth day, do you override Shabbos or not? That's a whole discussion. Then he brings Gemara and Bahiris. The Gemara and Bahidis talks about uh Leviah. That has a son, she's Potter. And the Gemara says, What are you trying to say? And the Gemara says, Could be, uh, we're talking about that she, how the father's a guy, And we're saying that uh, she's still a Lavia, so she's still, you're still Potter. And we'll see that Gemara a bit later as well. So, anyway, he says, All these rayas, and he says, "Looking in Shara which is one of the sources people aren't assigned to on this. He's looking in Pische even as a which is malakit, the Shalas and that are related, of course, to the topics discussed. And a whole harich there and he brings it There's a, in the child tells the tshuvah There's a shuvah from the Nesivist, the Goyen of Yaakov of Lisa. and the Yaakov of Lisa has a very unique shita. His shita is that a child does need, a child of a, a Jewish mother and a non-Jewish father does need Geydus but he has a twist. He says after the Geydus then he's fully Misyachas after his mother. It's a very interesting uh, shita and in combination where Geydus mitzah the father but then Yichus mitzah the mother. That's, uh, that's Ashita, and the Pisgah Shuvah himself takes on the, the Goyen Melissa and says he doesn't uh, agree with that. Then Rav Ashri says, On the other hand, there are some ra'ais that seem to suggest otherwise. You have Yashami and Bikurim, where it seems to refer to a child from such a marriage as a ger. You also have a few Teisvis in Shas, where the Teisvis seems to be referring to such a child as a ger. You have in Shas the, the case of Rav Barachel. Uh, the one Umayra who's named after uh, a mother, not a father. So that's a whole subject for itself. But uh, in Teisvis, it, it talks about, it uh, says they gave him a certain position, and I, Mekedav HaChacha, we shouldn't give him uh, certain you know, positions of leadership. Imam but there's a lashon there that he was a ger. The kids are, in Teisvis, it sounds like, at least to some extent, we are treating him like a ger signed to Meram Shik, Mitzayim to the Tadus Chassid. uh of Lublin has a churva that touches on this. We're not going to get into all of it, of course. He also says there's a whole uh, thing in Rosh Hashanah with Rosh Hashanah lamalachim, and then the question comes up of Kadesh and Daryavesh, yavash the the son of Esther, Machi Yisro, Machi Umas O'elam. So uh, if you say that Daryavesh uh would have needed gayness, so then uh, that can solve some of the questions and discussions. And then he comes to the thing I want to discuss. He quotes it is the Harit Al-Ghazi, Al ghazi And Perek Yesh Becher has a big purple on this. So that's what I want to uh, get into a little more and we'll get a little bit of a taste of what the halachic discussion is based on Chazal. So... Marit al-Ghazi lived around the time of the Vashem of Al He passed away in the year 1802. His family was originally from Izmir in Turkey. Then they moved to Yerushalayim. His father was a Rishol Mitzion. At some point uh, later, he became the Rishol Before that, he had been a Shadar. At that time, the practice was that they sent Hamidah Chachamim from Merz to be Shadars. They traveled around. They were involved in other Jewish-related stuff on their travels. And Yerushalayim, on his travels, found the Ksav Yad, Ramban, Wrote a Hashlamit on Hilchis Bokharis and Hilchas Chala. You have Hilchis Bokharis and Chala Ramban. So he found the Yad and he created this tremendous Pedish called, he called it Hilchis Yamtev. It's commonly just known as Marit Gazi, Marit. So this is what Marit writes there. The Ramban on the same Gemara and Bokharis about a Leviath, the mother is Al Baslevi, is, is the son Chaya of a and the Gemara suggests that uh, we're talking about a case where uh, she became uh, pregnant from a guy. And like Mary says, the Never mind the opinions that say that it doesn't corrupt the child. But even if you say you do corrupt the child, you still call the psor. So what does that mean? Corrupt not So this touches on the question that comes up in Chazal of do we look at him as his father's son or do we look at him as his mother's son? You look in Teisviz says, Mezamin, Mazama would mean that we look at him as his father's son. Because uh, we say that Shashabar uh, Nachashal Khava, Hitl and then Bamatu uh, Tayde, Paska Zuama's son, but the uh, guy, they still have the Zuma, so uh, if we're saying that he follows his father, then he's Mazuama. and. We're not going to explain how that fits into the Gemara, but the Gemara was turning that into the Shlach Levitaria. Do we look at him as his father, son of his mother? That might change, that might impact whether he's high of an opinion of it or not. And ultimately, the Gemara is saying it doesn't matter. Either way, he's still putter from a opinion of it. So, Marit al-Ghazi says, let's quote another sugi that touches on this. The, the big sugi that touches on the status of this guy, uh, B'chlal, is in uh, Yavamis. And uh, the Machleik is there if a Vlad like this is a Vlad Kosher or a Vlad Mamzer. That's the, how it's it framed in Gemara Yavamis, and Vamas. And, uh, and then the Gemara somewhere in, Mario, in that sugi Gemara says that even if he's a flat kosher, reminder that he's pagam l'kohuna, which is how which, which is what we ended up with in Shulchan Araf. However, the Rishonim point out a lot of Dafka everyone in that sugi holds that because you have an interesting story there with Rav. May, you may hear discussions uh, nowadays of shiduchem, and you know, would you give your daughter to, if you say that so and so is great, no problem? Would you give your daughter to so and so? It's actually a gemara. Rav said that someone was a non-Jewish father is mutter. So someone came to Rav and said, "He was asking because he was the product of such a union." my way, Rav told him a vlad kosher. So Amar way, the man told Rav, "Have I want to marry your daughter. You just said I'm kosher, so uh, Rav said no. you have no I'm not uh, not giving you my daughter. So Shemibarchiya says, Huh? that's interesting." As people say Gamla a People say people like to say that a, a camel and modai can dance in a very small area of a Kav. Ha kava, ha Gamla, Madai, but you actually have a kav, you actually have a camel, you actually have modai, and uh, it's not delivering. So you're saying that the Vlad is kasher, but then when the push comes to shove, uh, why you have no luck? Interesting. Shem Bar-Khiyah says. So uh, Ralph says, no, 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 it's not like that. Even if he was k'yishuah ben Nun, even if he was so special and so great, I still want to give him my daughter. I have other reasons. Personal. So uh, Shem Bar-Khiyah says so. If he was like Yeshua Ben-Nun, at least he would find a different Shidduch. Other people would be happy to take him. But now he's not like Yeshua Ben-Nun. So if you don't take him, no one's going to take him. Rav didn't budge. Who no, else didn't budge? This guy. The guy who kept on standing there, he didn't want to leave. Until Rav got so fed up with him that he gave him a look. The shachiv, the way we resolve a lot of stories, he's, uh, he's out. That's, that's the end of that story. So anyway, the Rishonim say from here it's mashma that uh, Rav held that he was mamish uh, mutter and ganzim, because uh, otherwise he should have said your pogum something. Uh, if he's talking about he's mutter, it sounds like he's telling him go marry wherever you want. Also, writer in that command it says that Rav Yehuda was also made a lehter, and when someone came to him and said uh, what am I going to do, he would tell him itamar, go uh, go undercover, get a get a new identity, disguise yourself people aren't suspicious, and uh, you're allowed to in this case because you're really kosher to, for a shidduch. So uh, it's just stigma. So if you can uh, figure, out, uh, figure out a way to get around it, you're fine. Vaita, you didn't tell him, uh, be careful, you're Pagum Kuhuna. So, so you see already how the sugi is not clear. The, land the sugi is saying, everyone holds it, he's Pagum L'Kuhuna. And other are pointing out, it sounds like from these incidents that uh, they didn't hold it, he's Pagum Kuhuna. Because the Ramban said that uh, it's talking not clear, but it says a vlad kasher. Later in the base, it just says, v'hilchsa vlad kasher. And there it doesn't say, pagam not pogam So uh, which part of the suya are we taking? not right? So since we're not sure, it didn't get into it over there. So misveika misveika is pagam v'kohonu. So that's where the confusion starts uh, in Gemari Yavamas. So even though he's kasher, if we say he's not a mamzer, we're not going with that. We said v'hilchsa kasher, but even then we're not sure. Then the Remarit brings the Gemara in Kedushin. The Gemara in Kedushin says we have the Pasuk Yasser, that if you uh, there's intermarriage and your daughter marries uh, a K'nani, so Yasser is Bincha me'acharai. What's bincha? Your grandson. Your daughter's son is going to end up among the K'nanim because your daughter married a K'nani. So Ravina Salva, there's Shmami no, that we're calling him Bincha. That means that he's B'at-sam um, Ayid. He's bat um, uh, part of the family. And Murray says, does that mean that he holds that the child is a mamzer? And says, no, you can say he's kosher, but uh, and he's not a mamzer, but he's, he's an apostle. We call him a apostle. That's what the Gemara in, uh, in Kedushan says. And Rashi says, well, what was the chakra of Atari? If you said the Vlad's a mamzer, that would mean that... Uh, if we said the Vlad's a mamzer, that would mean that we're not saying that we follow the father. Because if we follow the father... That means that he's Bechlau, he needs gear. That's what Rashi says. If you follow the father of him, this guy, paradoxically, if we follow the father, then he's more because All he has to do is be in guy, and then he'll be one any Begab. If you say you follow the Yisraelis, which is what Ravina was saying, that Ben Bitcha, is called Bencha, so if you're saying that we uh, follow the Yisraelis, so then he was, she did an Aveda, he was nailed by Aveda. Usually we say, if you're you're a mamzer. So that was where the Sivaradah mamzer came from. And the morons said, no, not automatically a mamzer if you're about Veda You can also be a, a psal. If you're Nele Ba'avedah, you have khayavi essay. You, know, you, you didn't have veda, but the child's a psal, not a mamzer. Again, you see this discussion of, do you follow the father? Do you follow the mother? And if you follow the mother, is he a mamzer? Is he a apostle? Is he a kosher? So the Marit wants to say that he wants to combine all the sugis together now, and uh, that if you say in Yivamas that he's in dancing kosher, so Musman Zogan maybe at least maybe that uh, the, the sugi in Yevamah that said he's completely kosher is based on the idea from Kiddushin that we do follow the father. That really he is uh, he needs Gators, and that's why he's so kosher. But the second you follow the mother, if the mother's involved, then he's he's got to at least be a pogum. It connects it back also to the discussion about p'gyanaben, m'zamen, way So, the uh, idea being that if he's uh, if he's m'zuham, then uh, maybe he's possible. And if he's not Mizum, then he's maybe more of a But Kitzer, he says something very really interesting. He says, that, uh, why are we calling him a m'zuham? According to this understanding, we're saying we follow the father and therefore, he's fine. So why we call calling him a Muslim. So he says, mm-hmm. He has a Geyesh side and a Yiddish side. He says, when we say that he's not a Mamzer, we're following the father. When we say that he's a Pugam Lekuhuna, we're following the mother. And he says, when minna is that if we say that he's kosher, even without gear, that would be specifically if it was just a, a passing encounter and the, the father is no longer involved in the child's life. That would be specifically if it was just a passing encounter and the father is no longer involved in the child's life. So, if it was just a passing encounter and the father's not involved and the mother raised him, so then we would say that uh, it turns out, retroactively, it transpires that he was totally a Yisrael Gamma. But if the guy raised the son, then he took his son the gidlay who bat me can bishwa pnehagai and a scatle begirs if he raised him as a guy his identity is out of a gai. So then we say rhetorically transpires that he was born a guy. the chashiv kiut khilos gai gamer, we consider him to have been a guy from the start, and he's not muturabakal until he undergoes gaelis. This is the Marit, Marit Al Ghazi. And this is what he says. And uh, he says that's... then the Pasuk makes sense because Mark is talking about why he's called Bincha in the Pasuk, right? Bincha implies that uh, we're following the mother. But it also says in the Pasuk, Ki is Bincha Meyachirai. The problem with the Canaan is he's going to take Bincha away. What's taking Bincha away? What's Ki Those are the two sides. If he's raised by his mother, then it'll be Bincha. And if what the Pasuk is warning about happens, the guy, the Knani raises him, then he's a goy ben agoyim. So that's the word of uh, mezahmen. The way we explain the Gemara in of Mizamin, that if we follow the father and he's ke kigoy, so then he has these two Because Otherwise, if, they, if, if he was a yid, no matter what, why would Chazal call someone who's not a mamzer? Why would they say a asavlad? You tell me uh Akhriamas is with no uh his father is not part of his identity. It was what I said, what the said. The times that this is what the Marshal also holds, and this is commonly attributed to the Marshal as well. Marshal was explaining a Taisra somewhere and also apparently came to some kind of similar formulation. Then marit says, of course, is all opposite way of understanding the Sugias, and uh, and then he gets into the Shahila is a mamz or chayv in pidin aben, because the Ramban seemed to imply that. If he's a mamz, then he's automatically part of pidyon even if he's a mother of a I, mean, I don't know what you're talking about, a mamz is chayv in all the mitzvahs, so he'd be chayv in a aben, that's, you know, part of the question, which I think my, my Mamak and my, my, Rav Oshir gets back to as well. Anyway, so that's uh, getting back to Rav Usher. so He quotes, he, had, he had just quoted uh, the shita, uh, some say, that uh, you always need gators in such, in such a situation. Partially, then he brings this shita that uh, mamash is raised by uh, raised by a guy, so then uh, then he might mamash be uh, considered a guy. But anyway, he concludes know that uh, we can rely that the child in this case in, in Lithuania is a yisrael kasher and he does need geiris, and He lists all uh, the shaylem the straightforward mainstream shita that you don't need gaidos and no he's he says, if you want to be Yetzel, call the Shittas, fine, so be Matpulem. Fine, no problem, does it uh, doesn't cost money, just uh, be Matpulem. But you still be Mechuv and Pityan Aben, because what about the other Shittas? You want to be Yetzel, both Shittas, so give him a tefillah and give him a Pityan Aben. And Allah has come and become, if you go with a Nesivist, the Nesivist who said you need Geras, he still held that you have the Yichus of the mother. So he will be Maskum at your and Pityan Aben. He's not disagreeing with that, he just has this interesting shitta that you need Geras also. And uh, it is according to Marit uh, al-Ghazi that all follows how the child was raised. fighter in this case, the child isn't being raised by his father. The father is uh, AWOL. The mother wants to rejoin the community. So the child will grow up as a Jew. And, that uh, itaka ended up in the yeshivas in Eretz Yisrael, which is uh, spoiler alert. And, uh, so Yebozoi, we're going to treat him like a little kosher, then he starts getting into the Shire, so how do you do the bris? So uh, do you make a bracha or not? The Rambam has a shittah, maybe not, but the Rama says that, uh, that the sandik makes the bracha, and uh, and Kishem Shinikus the bris Kenya Kaneis. And just in case you're just in case your usual Girsa is Ken Tachnisehu. But in this case, you know you don't want to talk to here, so there's no Tachnisehu. So you have to say Khanis the Tayyah. Yeah. And uh, also also Kaimisayala, you have to say Kaimasyala Ime. And uh, you don't say Yismachaav. Right. He says uh, this bris. They gave the child a name after his grandfather, his mother's father. Because right? And uh, so it's Ramesh giving a name after the grandfather, just like in any other situation. What opinion of Ben, she says. So uh, that's a whole Shailah, the Shach and Taz, that we mentioned earlier. And it goes into a whole on that. But Tavna ladina. Because he was born from a goi, we, we, that it won't happen if he, if he gets older. And uh, one of her conditions for the mother, the mother said she wants him to have a and a pidin aben. So if we don't give him a pidin aben, maybe she won't feel that he was fully Jewish. So we really need to do the pidin aben so we can rely here on the shach and say that uh, it's fine. We can do it on his behalf. And says, therefore, I said we should make a simchas mitzvah Gadoila, make a big public event, and do the pidgin, kadas Kadim like the Shah said. And I it was also a the myself, to tell the Shah when he grows up to do it again, just to be Yetzel, the shita sataz, that he has to do when he grows up, no problem. What about the Shekhiyanu? Listen to that. And then uh, he says, like I already told you, the happy ending was that Shittaka uh, was very happy, and she returned to the Jewish community, and she married a firm and her son, as we speak, is in Eretz Israel, one of the yeshivas, is and it's uh, very proud of all the work that he did to, to save these types of people in these types of situations. That was the, that's the end of the Mimamak. Memam, so, 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 will we? Yeah, I guess. So we, have, so we have these two unique shittas here. We have the shittah of the Goyan Milisa, that even though the yichus of the mother is still there, but somehow he negates us, and I saw that in the yeshiva, there's a word from uh, the Granat, from Aftali Trap, and it's also in his Kiddushan, that the Tzvei Dinim, there's a Din Yisrael, there's a Din Kedushas Yisrael, and the uh, the mother, from the mother, has a din but the din is From the father, is felt. So the ganos brings the kadosh. Otherwise, it's very hard to explain how this works. What the kind of mechanism is? Ganos, and then you have the sheet of the merit uh, that we went to uh, some length. That uh, it really depends how the parents raise him. Who raises him? Now, historically, over the generations. Hmm? Peschei Tshuva, on the same page as the Shulchan Arach, brings the Shulchan Arach, so you open the Shulchan Arach, you'll see that... Uh, it's like, Question. it's like, like everything, how do actual Rabbanim uh, Paskin in these situations? Um, <clears throat> now, historically, seemingly, uh, this probably wasn't so common that a woman married a guy, but she wanted her son to be raised Jewish, Usually, you know, the woman that's and that was the end of her and that was the end of that. However, in Europe, 200 years ago, 150 years ago, 100 years ago, when uh, Jews started getting freedoms, various freedoms in various European countries, so um, so that whole atmosphere, that whole environment meant that uh, the old traditional Jewish community uh was harmed tremendously because until then there was no civil marriage. It was only religious marriage. So if you're Christian, you have Christian marriage. If you're Jewish, you have Jewish marriage. The rabbis have to uh, marry you. They have to acknowledge your marriage. Once uh, Jews are getting equal rights and that came along with uh, moving away from religion altogether. So then you started having civil marriage and civil marriage. So between the, uh, between the general trend towards, lack of religiosity due to all these equal rights and being able to join the, uh, the, the mainstream, plus this technical legal change of civil marriage, meant that all of a sudden intermarriage skyrocketed in these countries and uh, became very normalized that uh, Jewish women, Jewish men were intermarrying and just getting a civil marriage, and then all of a sudden, down the road, you'd have a child. Okay, so now what do we do with uh, these kids? Do we give them a bris? Do we treat them as Jews? What's the story? So, uh, now, some of the, many of the countries that had this, that underwent this process, the Jewish community, the you know, Orthodox community, mostly fell apart. Hungary was kind of the exception, where there was a big backlash. The, the frum community was still very strong, very organized, and until the end, they we constantly fighting back and trying to strengthen the old traditional Jewish communal structure. So one of the rabbanim then was a rabbi by the name of Mordechai Yehuda Leib Winkler. Winkler uh, lived from 1845 to 1932. He was a rabbi and in the city of Mud in Hungary, and he's in the mechaber of the shalosh atshuvas levushim Mordechai. He learned in Pressburg by uh, Shmuel Seifer the Ksav Seifer, and uh, he became a love and ultimately he's known as the Rav of Mud. So in Levosheh Maret the new edition of Levosheh Maret that was printed a few years ago, so uh, they printed, as a, an appendix, they printed an, a very long mavoi about the whole story, about the whole history of what was going on at that time. So it kind of gives the same basic background, that marriage used to be controlled uh, by the religious authorities. And then you saw this trend... In countries, and in Hungary towards civil marriage. It says, the first shayla, the Shila first came up actually a while before. This really kicked in earnest. One of the Rabbanim, who today actually, the very, for Kanoim, they don't really hold of him. His name was uh, uh, Shlemitzvi Shik. calls himself Rashban. Even in here, they don't mention his name. They say, a certain Rav, and then the Baner Mitzayim Anyway, so he uh, raised the issue first what, what are we going to do? We're going to have a whole crisis on our hands. And he raised the shadow of Madame Shik. In and others. That was the beginning. But then, in the 1890s, that's when this really took off in earnest, because that's when the government started considering this law of civil marriage and to just completely take uh, religion out of the picture. And uh, they had a Nasifus Rabbanim in 1893 they were trying to convince the government to, uh, to give the, the loud rabunim to maintain some power the uh, government ignored them, the neologs, the reform movement in Hungary was fighting for the opposite, they were fighting for civil marriage, and once that law kicked in, so then you had all these questions first of all, is the marriage considered a marriage, right? I mean, today we have a question uh, to some extent, it was discussed by Ramesh and others even more recently. But it's, it's interesting; it was discuss, discussed as early as then. How do we treat the marriage? Is uh, the woman an aishas ish? Is there is she, if she gets married and still a marriage, and then she marries someone else, that's she married yet? Still a marriage. Uh, usually, we say in other be, lost, be nos. So he was mekar the So then she does need a get. So then she's an aishas ish. Do we not say that? What do we do with the children? Uh, do we give them a bris? Do we not? We convert the children of these intermarriages. Lots of uh, lots of big questions, and the main question being the the status of the marriage: is it a condition or not? So, uh, it goes through the history of which rabbanim was saying, which, which rabbanim were saying what. So, there are three kuntresim. For the purpose of this uh, discussion, there are three big kuntresim that were released at that time in the eighteen nineties. Discussing, wrestling with this topic. The first country was the Yasa, right of Sholom Kutna of Eisenstadt. And he uh, he printed this whole country going through the issues and worrying about what uh, what we're facing here. And then he printed it again with a Sophist, with all kinds of letters that he got from different rabbinim responding to what he said. So that's the Chateira Yasa. Then the Levushay whom we're discussing, he printed a country Yashav Mitzarev, based on a Pasik, the name is from a Malachi, and uh, he agreed, disagreed, went through all the same issues, gave his own take on it. That country is now incorporated in the Shalsat Shuvis Levushem Aruchai and Azar Azor b'Mekaimai, and this, the rest, is being brought here as an appendix in this new uh, edition. And uh, and then there's a third country, the Hazais, from Yibshaya Zilbstein of weizen who. Uh, was more was more in the same camp as Lovoshim Martachai. seemed to agree with him mostly, but he also put out his own country with his own take on it. And the other contras. So these contresim are very interesting and they touch on a lot of interesting things. I just want to touch though on this question of Geras. If you look in the first countries of Yasa from uh, Rav Shomim Kutna So he, he quotes, he starts getting into this question of Abal Yisraelis He says, He says, that a very surprising thing in the marriage that has a whole of there. This question of which way will this one go, it depends. But this depends. <speaking> I'm what kind of what kind of approach is this? You know, just, it just sounds very surprising, very strange for those, especially if you're not familiar with this uh, shita. And uh, it's like your, your mom is treating it like a moment. I'm told the Suffolk. It's like it's visa mahani bay. Your treating him like uh, depends who grabs him. So he, he has a skeptic, He has a skeptical take about my little gods But if you look in the responses. And again, he mentions it later in the Chatera Yaseh uh, in the context of giving him a bris. And this question comes up again, how are we looking at him? You look in Yosha uh, Mitzarev from Levush Marchai from Rav Winkler. So in the middle, he brings the Merit al-Ghazi. Well, he starts talking about this. He says the Mechaber of the Yasa. He didn't sufficiently uh, talk about all the aspects that related to this question of the Yisraelis and the Nachri. <coughs> mentions the Shahamelech and the, the Pesche Tshuva, the quotes, the Goen Melissa, the Sol Shita, the needs and then he quotes the Merit Gazi, that depends who he was raised by, and says, I'm a Chaber, of Kelach Hayad. Shalom put the, uh, dismissed it. But, uh, I don't know why you're dismissing it. Uh, it looks like this is the Mashal Shita as well. And uh, he says, Oh, he wants to he wants to connect it. He says, This is the Savar of the Shach, and Day and the Beishmo, and Avana Ezer. That uh, when it comes to the Kusim, right, so originally they were considered Jews. Then, at some point, they stopped being considered Jews. He says, What was the, what was the, what, what, was the, what happened? They found Kedmus uh, Yoina, they found that they were secretly worshipping some kind of image, some kind of idol. And uh, they turned them into Goyim Gemurim. And the Shach and the say that it's even the cooler that in Enkidushim, that the Chacham had the power to do this that uh, if they were able to be grazed in the kusim that they're, that's it finished, expired, terminated so we could say if it's like a situation where the child will be lost forever and he'll never know and no one will ever know so that's how he wants to explain that it's a form of xeder akin to the xeder on the kusim. That's how we uh, knock him out of the running. So that, in that case, if you have, let's uh, so you have a woman who uh, her mother was Jewish and she, uh, her father was not. Then you know, so technically, who knows how many goyim nowadays have Jewish ancestry or even halachically Jewish? But according to this, no, that's it. Once someone was raised as a guy, so that's the end of that line and uh, finished. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about the Jew mother, mother is Jewish. And Merit al-Ghazi said it depends on who raises the child. So he's saying that it makes sense to say that it's in this kind of circumstance where the child is talking lost to the Jewish community. So then that's the end of that. That's what uh, Levush and Martai seems to say is his opinion. And also in the third, in the third, from Bishai Zilberstein, he also mentions that the original Kuntras Khatari Yasak Marit Al Ghazi and said it's a Pelan and as he quotes it, Kamat Nafashu it's Kamamrin, amutul al it's Hifriz alamida, whoa, 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 you're, you're, that's how you talk about Marit Al Ghazi. That uh it's not, it's not really a suffix. It's, it's either or. you either go down this track or you go down that track. If the father gives him a bris, if the if the father doesn't, uh, doesn't uh, stop the mother or whoever from giving him a bris, then he's a And then if they raise him as a guy according to this approach, he's still uh, he's like a mashum, but if the father is Mikha, then, uh, then they, the, 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 his next chance will be when he gets older, then only dares. That's uh, he agrees to that as well. Similarly, Allah So, what is Allah Myssa nowadays? So my impression is that this is not this didn't really uh, take off as a mainstream shita. Uh, generally, you ask around; everyone seems to think it's obvious that uh, the mother is Jewish. You follow the mother. You meet someone. You know, oh, your mother's your grandma, your great grandmother You're Jewish. Masmudov, but uh, could be there are some rabbanim that still uh, are uh, you know. It's hard to know, but I would imagine there might be still be someone who are for, for Gaitis. And it could be, though, that those that are bottom in Hungary, because of their whole fight, they're fighting the, against the, the trends. It could be when they said that we treat, don't treat this child as a yid, Etaka would have completely rejected. Let's say the kid came to be Ms. Geyer, they probably might have treated him like, you know, get at the end of the line. You're just like any other guy. Nowadays, even if you're going to find someone who is, like I said, I don't know for sure the shoot of the going. And Melissa that you just need a, a gadis to go along with uh, being a yid or if you go with the marit that the mamish depends. So I would imagine that it's just uh, you know for okay so go title yourself the way the shoot me mamakim said okay so we'll title him we'll I mean, do a pincherabah but uh, certainly they'd be at the head of the line you want to include them and keep them within class you know I'm not uh, coming here to pascha nor halach I haven't had any personal uh, experience with these shaylos just pointing out huh? Right uh, and I'll t- quote something very interesting from the Rabbah on this in a second. So I said, I haven't heard that they do it, but uh, I would imagine, I wouldn't be surprised if you have someone up on him that that's their, uh, their shita. It's not, uh, not far-fetched. Like I said, it's not a lot. I'm just being aware that it actually is a shayla. So if you actually are involved personally with someone like this in this situation, it might be worth asking her off, by the way, are we chayshish to do uh, some gaitas, a tefillah or something? This also, taught, we, like we kept on mentioning, I didn't get into, this also touches on the whole Shailah of giving him a bris on Shabbos. On the one hand, you could tie it in that in this in this case, would agree that you should go ahead because according to the Marit, it depends if he gets a bris or not. The way Rabbi Zubish said, oh, certainly he has a bris, then he's for sure a is, then he just grew up at Tinekshanezhba. But uh, on the other hand, some might argue that no. If he didn't, uh, if he gets a bris, then he's immediately raised as a guy. fakart. According to Brital Ghazi, he is a guy. Kumta is for Michal Shabbos for no reason. You gave a guy a bris because he wasn't raised as a Jew. So that's, uh, that's actually more of a serious Shaila. I saw a big uh, literature, place game even nowadays, Paschken, not to give a bris on Shabbos to a, a child where the father is a guy. But that's immobility of It's connected to this particular way. It, it, it definitely overlaps, but it's not the only uh, factor. In the conclusion, I just want to point out that I saw that there, uh, I came across a correspondence between uh, two Rabbanim uh, with Moroccan background in Israel in the, in the 70s. It's printed in Charles Sachivus Ma'in Alashim. E One of them, uh, v- Rav Yaluz, he, Taka, wanted a taina, <speaking in> halachalamaisa, <Hebrew> that in Eretz Yisrael they should follow the shita of Maharit. In his mind, this was the shita, the only shita that the child, whose father is not Jewish, needs gear. And he says, until he uh, went up against the based in Haggadol, and the, the hierarchy of the Batit dinner at they said, no, 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 that's not what we do. We don't pass collect Ma'aret. You know, hecheteisei in his mind. He said, he started looking doing research, he said, he looked in the encyclopedia Talmudis, Erech Goy, Erech Gir. they don't mention the Ma'aret. He looked at Eitzra Paiskem, Eitzra Paiskem and Eben Ezer, and Simen doesn't mention the Ma'aret. Seems like a conspiracy. He started asking a uh, different rabbanim, why uh, why is no one talking about this ma'aret? And the racist said, "What? what, is such a ma'aret? Khidosh, why? Everyone knows. Uh, child, the mother's, uh, the mother's Jewish, the child's Jewish. What are you talking about? And if you're going to start going with marit what's going to be with all the families in Israel? Who knows how many families in Israel right now have uh, this situation, and they were accepted as Jewish. You're telling me now that uh, they shouldn't have been? I mean, that's a disaster. And he tries to argue and say that in his mind, no one even argues with somebody. He didn't find a single say for that quote of the Ma'rit and disagreed. So in his mind, everyone agrees with the Ma'rit. And uh, his colleague, the other of, responded that, it seems like Taka, the Ma'rit, is a yachid, and all the places that didn't say anything about it. it, seems that they didn't make such a chilek. They should have mentioned it. And uh, both of them, it seems, didn't find all the achrenim that actually talk about this. And according to this other Rav, if you want to be machmer, you could be machmer if you feel like it, but as Allah b'suka, as the official policy, we're going to we're gonna leave the things the way they are, and that seems to represent, the, like he said, the first Rav himself said, based on a God, who we'll told him that uh, we don't pass like so in Conclusion to the conclusion, there's actually uh, something from the Rebbe on this, and uh, I have it here from uh, Rabbi Shuchat's Shluchas uh, Kolchasa, and Really just, uh, should have mentioned by now the, the safer uh, touches really on probably every topic we've discussed until now. There's always something from the Rebbe and it's it's always in the safer. So in his safer under the entry Inyan Shall Garus, Lubben Yaser he brings from Igris and a minor. There's an Igris, from Tafshin Yud Zion, the Rebbe wrote, Agav, Enkin you have to ask her out, does he need uh, some Indian of Gators the Rebbe said. That sounds like the sheet of the Grand Melissa, that he, fought, he has Yiddish, but there's an Indian she uh, Of course, you have to uh, focus on all the other things you're talking about, but uh, look into that, the Rebbe says. And then he brings a minor to a Rav, apparently from, Par- from Paris, that uh, he wrote to the Maschidus about the children of a woman who's married to a guy, and she wanted her children to be raised as Jews, and he accepted them in some kind of institution for children, and they're already, uh, they're part of the gang. So the Rebbe wrote on the minor, Good, but we discuss it with the Rabbanim over there, the Chalukhabad Rabbanim after you find out what, what if anything, has been going on with these children until now. If you have to do something relating to Geras. Which quotes the Sheet of the Grand Melissa, which, like I said, I think that's what the Rebbe is referring to in this case, not the Sheet of the marit but the Sheet of the Grand Melissa, so that every child in such a situation might actually need to have an Indian to so kill That is the... Uh, the take, at least uh, somewhat that we have from the Rebbe on this question. So